A reading from Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you. As with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, in every garment rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it, with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. As you are able, if you would stand with me, we will sing together a little town of Bethlehem. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep. The silent stars go by, yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels speak their watch of wandering love. Oh, morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. But God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his hand. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we 
Please be seated.
imagine, if you will, a young woman pregnant for the first time. Have to travel so many, many miles, feeling the stress and pain of pregnancy and labor, but also feeling the blessing and grace that she gets to bring Emmanuel, the Savior, to a dark, dirty, cold world. It was not a silent night. There was blood on the ground. You could hear a woman cry in the alleyway that night on the streets of David's town. And the stable was not clean. And the cobblestone was cold. A little Mary full of grace, with tears on her face, had no mother's hand to hold. Was a labor of faith. Was the cold sky above.
was not a silent night on the streets of David's town.
Blessings to all of you. Let me pray. Our great and glorious Redeemer, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, we praise you, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we give thanks to you for your great glory. O Lord God, Lamb of God, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, King of kings and Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us. For you only are holy, you only are the Lord, you only, O Christ, with the Holy Spirit, are the most high in the glory of God the Father. But mainly, O God, on this most holy of nights, we adore you for leaving the glory that you had with the Father before the world began. So we humbly ask you, the holy mystery of your incarnation and nativity to deliver us, good Lord. You who came that we might have life and be saved from our sin, be gracious to us and save us. Let the glad tidings we commemorate this night be made known to all people. Amen. One Christmas gift that you didn't know you were going to get if you're sitting behind me tonight is the light shining off my giant bald head. 
for, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but with the lights out and the light on, that's what you get. You could follow this all the way to Bethlehem if you needed to. It's probably <laughs> Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. On what we now call Christmas morning, the King of the universe, the Savior of us all, the long-awaited Messiah, has finally arrived. He's laid in a manger, doted on by his mother and Joseph. He's spied upon by curious animals, and Luke tells us, wrapped in swaddling cloths. I've heard there's sort of a learning curve to wrapping a baby in swaddling cloths or swaddling a baby. It probably comes naturally for most moms. But for some, or ask any parent, and they'll tell you that for most, learning how to wrap that baby tight like a burrito, it takes some practice, right? Who's to say if it took Mary one or two or twelve tries to get it right? She didn't have the advantage of watching a YouTube video to speed the process along. She simply had to figure it out, and she would need to figure it out. Swaddling a baby was and is not just an act of tender care from parent to infant. It's critical to providing a newborn with warmth and security, which are both essential to that newborn baby falling asleep. And, yes, Mary likely wanted Jesus, meek and mild as he might have been, to take a nap that first Christmas morning. Traditionally, newborns were washed with water, they were rubbed with salt and olive oil, and then multiple strips of fabric, likely torn from various garments and household items, would be wrapped tightly around the child, securing their tiny little arms to their side and their legs together and serving to shield them from the cold, but they were wrapped in much more than mere strips of cloth. Each newborn was wrapped in love as mom made sure her little treasure and our Lord and Savior was safe and sound and maybe even snug as a bug in a rug. The swaddling cloths that wrap our Savior on Christmas morning are a small but important detail. After all, it's Jesus' first outfit. But more than that, The swaddling cloths are a picture of what this child, once grown, will provide for us all. So let's start with the warmth. Temperature aside, the world is a cold place. We don't like to dwell on things like this on Christmas Eve, but life is filled with broken promises and tension-filled relationships and awkward interactions and gut-wrenching rejections and terrible misunderstandings. All these kinds of things can leave you feeling like an outsider, alone, caught in the cold. Perhaps you felt the cold this holiday season at a time when relationships and family are front and center. The season is packed with opportunity for this dysfunction so common to human interaction to be felt by us in full force, right? And yet, born in Jesus, this Christmas Eve is the promise that you will never be stuck out in the cold when it comes to your Creator. Yes, our sins and struggles earned us outsider status, Right? A rightful rejection when compared to the beauty of our God and the standard for life and love that He's given to us and desires from us. 
But this baby has been born to bring just such outsiders back into the fold and family of God. And this child will grow to live the life of love that we should live but fail to. And by faith in him alone, his perfect fidelity to the will of God will be credited to us to enjoy as our own. Clothed, swaddled, if you will, in his perfection, we also enjoy his status. We are welcomed into God's grace, God's pleasure, and God's family as a son, as a daughter. And so you might be on the outs with any number of people in the cold world right now. You may have outsider status in all kinds of clubs and groups and all those things, but one relationship will never more be in doubt. One status is forever strong and forever secure. You, believer, reside in the light, in the warmth of God's love. He cherishes you, according to Zephaniah. He celebrates you. He dotes and smiles at the very thought of you, much like we can imagine Mary does with a newborn Savior. And one day, at the return of Christ, the acceptance you have with God because of Him will shine brighter than any rejection you've experienced and any dysfunction that exists between you and others. There's warmth. There's also security and safety. If a baby's arms and legs are left flailing about, they can feel vulnerable. They shake and shiver as though they're falling. There's also the fact that they're prone to cuts and scrapes from their tiny yet surprisingly sharp little fingernails. But wrapped tight, they feel, and they are safe. We too are exposed. The world's not only cold, the world is dangerous. Death is all around us, and the Scripture says that Satan prowls like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, in 1 Peter 5, 8. Cancer strikes loved ones, a moral failure, maybe takes out a respected friend. Divorce pulls apart a home that you fought and sacrificed for, and the list goes on and on and on. The attacks of this sin-sick world come at us from all sides, but this brave little boy, born on this night in Bethlehem, has come to confront every evil that threatens us and every foe that terrorizes us. He's here to live, to fight, to die, and to rise like a man on a mission for you. And in this brief life, he'll face every evil. He'll confront every terror, taking each one, including death, head on, and he will crush all of them. Sure, he'll win by losing, which is very confusing at first. But in dying and being rejected by his own people, punished for crimes he didn't commit, giving his life on the cross as if he was the chief of sinners, this newborn will bring new life to the world. He will drain the world's evil of its power, absorbing it all, along with God's wrath, into Himself and rendering this world impotent to lay any kind of permanent claim on us. He will die. He will go from being washed in salt and olive oil and wrapped in swaddling cloths to being bathed in perfume in preparation for burial, wrapped in grave clothes, covered in spices, set in a tomb. But He will rise victorious. And through faith in this child, through a relationship of dependence upon who this baby is and all that He will do, His victory over this dangerous world becomes our victory. Yes, it might feel at times as though we're flailing and falling. We'll receive cuts and bruises and scratches and scrapes. But there will be no finally fatal blows for those who belong to Jesus Christ. We, like He, will be wrapped and swaddled in security. There's nothing more loving, more sweet than the love of a mother 
toward her newborn child. Her eyes fixed on him, her arms hesitant to let him go, tears running down her cheeks as she watches him wiggle and move and yawn and stretch. I remember when we brought our first little daughter home, little Isabella Grace. Put her in her little bassinet beside her bed and I came in one time and my wife was crying. I said, what's wrong? And Bella was sleeping, but she was smiling while she was sleeping. And it made my wife cry. And I bet there are many mothers that have felt something like that when you just watch this baby, this precious little thing that has come into your life that God has given to you. There's little more loving to behold here. As she slowly, deliberately takes a tiny blanket, wraps it around his little body and tucks it just right so that it will stay put. She holds him, rocks him, and then he and she probably finally fall asleep. Such love, right? Such a gift. Ask any mom, and they'll tell you that there's no better present to hold in your hands than your own child. Mary's love for the Lord on this Christmas is a glimpse of God's love for all of us in Jesus Christ. Did you know that God the Father, because of Jesus Christ, looks upon you with an even greater love than Mary looked upon Jesus, that His eyes are fixed on you, that you are held in His hands tonight. And you always will be. It's easy, it's understandable, if your mind's distracted by other gifts being given and received on Christmas morning, but there may be a moment, tonight or tomorrow, at least one, where maybe you'll realize that you too are swaddled in warmth and safety, and in the care of the One who loves you more than you can possibly imagine. So why not let it be now? You are warm, you're secure and safe in the love of Jesus Christ. How might your life be different if you fully grasp that truth? If you truly understood the love of God that is yours now and forever? Because it is, in fact, yours. Would you live with a bit more bravery? Willing to take on the things that are of greater consequence knowing that God has your back because He does? Would you let go of some anxiety if you could? Knowing that you already possess that which matters most because you do. And moreover, God possesses you in His loving arms. Might you sleep soundly at night knowing that life's biggest battles have already been fought for you and won for you because they have. Might there be a bit more boldness in word and deed and more lightness in your heart if you grasped just how tightly you're wrapped in the good things of God through Jesus Christ. Because, beloved, hear me clearly. Jesus has you. And He is not letting go of you. The swaddling cloths that wrap our Savior are a small but important detail. They are a picture of what this child, once grown, will provide for us all what we receive this Christmas, a beloved child wrapped in love is what we all through this child get to become. That is an incredible gift. Merry Christmas to you. Amen.
should nothing of our effort stand. No legacy survive unless the Lord does raise the house in vain. Its builders strive. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me what is your life amidst that vanishes at dawn? All glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. His will be done. His kingdom come on earth as is above, who is himself our daily bread. Praise him, the Lord of love. Let living water satisfy the thirsty without price will take a cup of kindness yet all glory be to christ all glory be to christ our king all glory be to christ his rule and reign will ever sing all glory be to Christ. When on the day the great I am, the faithful and the true, the for sinners slain is making all things new. Behold, our God shall live with us and be our steadfast line, and we shall end. Christ, our King, all glory be to Christ. 
shall ever stand or see all glory be to Would you stand, everyone? Thank you all so much for coming this night. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. Let me pray and we'll pass the candle and sing Silent Night together. Our Father, we thank you for the light of the world, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Shepherd, our eternal life, our priest, our shepherd and friend. We thank you, O God, for sending him to us. We thank you that now there is hope where there was none. There is life where there was only death. There is salvation where there was only judgment. All because of this one that you sent to us whom we celebrate here. Praise you forever, O God. May we know him and celebrate him all our days. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.